You are listening to the audio guide of Odyssey, the open-air exhibition of Ithaca Arts Festival. This photo series by Jorge Ochoa is called I Come From Far Away. Jorge is very interested in immigration and identity, and his work reflects that. Currently, there are more than 5,000 Peruvian migrants living in Belgium, a large group that Belgians hardly know anything about. In his work, he captures how they have reshaped their cultural practices to start a new life at the other side of the globe. The photographs show how Peruvians, in the search for a new balance, carry out their sports, their religious activities and their practices in a unique way, shaped by their new Belgian environment. This was the last artist of the Odyssey. However, this is not yet the end of your journey. Take your time to look at the works by Jorge Ochoa, but after that we invite you to climb the Kaisersweg to our Ithaca, just like the women of Leuve once did. There we will end the story of Viermeigriet. We would like to point out that the entrance at the Vaartkom is not wheelchair accessible. However, the entrance by the Mechelsestraat is at the Abbey itself. Miraculously, Margriet's body floated up the dale. Blood flowed from the head of the thief, forming a scarlet trail behind Margriet. It settled on the river banks, which would stay red for years. This was her odyssey. From the inn, floating by the churches, houses and streets of Leuven, and finally arriving at the great baguenage at dawn. There, some Beguines that had been working in the early morning found the body. They were surprised to see her floating upstream, but not really surprised by her fate. They sent a Beguine to the smaller order at the other side of town to ask them for help embalming and burying the body. Lilith, a young Beguine, was helping to prepare Marguerite's body for her burial. She did this together with the head of the Beguinage, Grand Mistress Agnes. Lilith saw how much Marguerite looked like her. They were both about the same age, they had the same color of eyes, the same stature. She asked Agnes, Why are we doing this? Agnes replied with a sigh, Because no one else will bury them, my dear. Lilith looked at her, confused. Agnes continued, for years, men have shown so little respect for the sanctity of women's life that they have come to believe they can simply take it away without having to face any consequences. It happens so often that those in power have become numb to such news, as if they have been given an anesthetic for this tragedy. She turned to the window. The promise of the rising sun colored the sky above the rooftops. I remember a time when these femicides were still big news. It was exceptional when something like that happened. But it hurt people too much to keep on caring. So they simply stopped caring. No one wanted to look after these murdered women anymore, pay their final respects or bury them. She turned to Lilith again and looked at her sternly. Her eyes were watery. So we took on those duties. But it can't go on like this, can it? said Lilith. 
We can't keep digging until we've buried all the girls of Leuven, can we? Isn't it time that we made the perpetrators of these crimes actually bear the consequences of their actions? Agnes took a deep breath. Her gaze slid slowly from Marguerite's lifeless face to that of Lilith. There was a sadness on Agnes's face, which slowly gave way to determination. Lilith, you're right. Immediately she set the Beguines to work. You, you go and get a stretcher. And you, you sew a burial shroud, modelled after the river on which Marguerite came to us. A white stream with two red bangs. Red, white, red. We are going to hold a funeral procession for our courageous Marguerite for the whole of Leuven to see. And where will the procession go? asked Lilith. The Keizersberg, said Agnes. We are going straight to the Duke. In the early hours of that winter morning, the Beguines slowly marched from the Great Beguinage to the Keizersberg, more or less the same route that you have now taken. The women of Leuven saw the procession and they only needed to take one look at the burial shroud to realize what had happened. No more. They came out of their houses and braved the freezing cold to protest this as well. When the women's procession arrived at the Keizersberg, the Beguines put the stretcher with Marguerite under her shroud down at the feet of the Duke. We, the Beguines of this city, have been burying the murdered women for years. Today we come here to tell you that we will refrain from this task in the future. Not because our spades have become blunt or our backs crooked, but because this girl, this proud Marguerite, is the last woman to meet her end in this way in this town. We, the women of Leuven, from the youngest maid to the oldest spinster, demand that the perpetrators of these murders, these femicides, finally account for their crimes. The Duke and his entourage were deeply impressed. The great mass of women made them realize how blind they had been to them, and to the problem. The Duke agreed to relieve the Beguines of their duties. From now on, they would no longer have to bury women, Marguerite included. He went to St. Peter's Church and had Marguerite put there in her very own personal chapel. He hung her red shroud with a broad white stripe in the middle on the town hall as a reminder of the Duke's promise to the women of Leuven. It is still the flag of this town to this day. When the Duke returned to the Keizersberg, Lilith asked, Are you sure we will be safe now? Will Marguerite be the very last one? The Duke sighed deeply. There is still much work to be done. Dear listener, this was your odyssey. Journey's over. The port of call has arrived. This abbey on the Geisersberg is my and your Ithaca. Ten artists accompanied you on this journey. 
but behind these walls there are still 12 artists waiting for you. The artists of Ithaca Online. Go to ithacafestival.be to discover their art. Ithaca and Odyssey were an initiative of Lokokultur, the cultural department of Leuven's Union of Student Unions. This was the 29th edition of Ithaca and the first of Odyssey. This audio guide was written and produced by Bastian de Grote. Voices were done by Annelien Lagermans and Bastian de Grote. Music by Siebert Schau, Brenda Corijn as Au, and Gus van Morhem on the piano. The artists were Anjuta Vyazemski Snarwaert, Jogo de Pever, Wouter Persijn, Chiyi Jou, Annelotte Lammertsen, Eva Maria Bouillon, Tobias de Win, Clara Wouters, Fever Achtert, and Jorge Ochoa. And the artists of Ithaca Online, Anne Klaas, Eva Leine, Pilar de Keuleneer, Ines Pitors, Kaisa van Nimme, Lot Geukens, Shai Amitiai, Julian Luson, Onur Kaimak, Simon van Gaubergen and Tiana Verstraten. With the dear help of the team of local culture, those are Celine Govaert, Marike Aert, Celine Verhaast, Elin Goris, Luca Turkskin and Sami Divekia. And nog een hartelijke dank. <laughs> and, we'd, and we would read. And an additional big thanks to Joppe Rutz, Vera Leser, Ineke de Bo, and Arno Torbens. Thank you for listening. <laughs>